Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, it's Erica. Quick little note. The Bay is looking for an intern. This is a 16-hour-a-week paid opportunity to help us make this show. The internship runs from January through June of 2024. So if you've got love for local news, the Bay Area, and podcasting, let's chat. The deadline to apply is November 17th. We'll leave you a link to the application in our show notes. All right, here's the show. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. San Francisco has been preparing for months for the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Conference, or APEC. Thousands of visitors, business leaders, and foreign dignitaries are expected to flood the city. And local officials are hoping they'll spend lots of money here and come away with a good impression of San Francisco. And if you live, work, or commute into the city, there are several ways that this conference is going to affect you. It's been dubbed the largest international event that San Francisco has hosted since 1945. APEC is already having an impact on traffic in the cities south of Market. And people living in homeless encampments say they're being asked to move out of sight. Because between Maryland and Breed's re-election and all that bad press about the so-called doom loop, the city's got a lot to prove. Today, how San Francisco is preparing for APEC and how it might affect you. A lot of people are comparing it to when San Francisco hosted the Super Bowl a few years ago. But think of this as like a Super Bowl for presidents and prime ministers. Sydney Johnson is a reporter for KQED. Roughly, it will be taking place from about November 11th to the 19th. But most of the events and and impact for people who are in the city or, or commuting in and out of the city will be around the 14th to the 17th. Tens of thousands of people are expected to come to the event, whether those are attendees, journalists, company CEOs, presidents, prime ministers. President Biden will be there, along with more than a dozen other heads of state. Indonesia, Thailand, Mexico, the Philippines, even China's president Xi Jinping is expected to join, although not officially confirmed yet. There is a lot writing on this. 
for one, there's a lot of important diplomacy work that's going to be happening in side meetings all week. But it's also a big chance for San Francisco to really put its best foot forward, so to speak, and try to counter some of those so-called doom loop narratives that we've been hearing all about around crime and homelessness. So there's a lot riding on this event. Let's talk about driving into the city. Should I drive into San Francisco from Vallejo next week or no? I really wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> um, and I have some friends in, in other industries whose bosses have, you know, straight up told them, don't come in next week, work from home. There is going to be a lane on the Bay Bridge that's closed going both ways. And also there's going to be freeway on ramps and off ramps in the downtown area that are totally closed as well. So it's important to check that, too. You might not even be able to get off at the stop that you need to if you did wait through all of that traffic. BART and Caltrain are not planning any disruptions. So really, if you have to get into the city, that could be your safest route. But still do plan to give yourself extra time if, if you are going to commute in and out of San Francisco next week. Certain streets will be closed off as well. And as we were talking about earlier, there's going to be a lot of security, secret service and heads of state. What is that going to look like and what neighborhoods will be affected the most by this? So streets around Soma, Knob Hill and the eastern waterfront are going to be most impacted. On certain blocks, you will have to do a security check to get through it will pretty much just be a bag check, but residents and employees of businesses in those areas will all be subject to that type of screening. There are also going to be some blocks in these areas where cars cannot pass through um, and others where cars that do need to pass through, say like commercial delivery trucks, they will have to go through a vehicle screening. So, you know, definitely on, on the one hand, you're going to want to probably avoid some of that if you can. But obviously, some people won't be able to choose that. And it's important to know that businesses in those areas will be open. You know, if you need to go to your pharmacy or pick up groceries, you can still do that. But you'll probably have to be on foot. And, you know, it might also be a sight to see. <laughs> And I know another thing folks are anticipating are protests all around San Francisco. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? Certainly what we've heard already is that there are groups that are planning protests, both around the specific leaders that are going to be in town that week. These are some of the wealthiest, most powerful leaders that are going to be flying in on, on private jets. And there's definitely going to be some climate protesters happening, um, as well as civil rights protesters. And there are also protesters who are planning to come out and criticize some of the CEOs and, and companies that are going to be represented at this conference also. There's definitely going to be planned disruptions from the city, but also disruptions to those plans from protesters. I know we are still a few days away, but there has been a lot of prep already starting. And if you live in San Francisco, you've probably seen a little bit of it. What has been the mood in San Francisco in the last couple of days in this sort of lead up into APEC? 
I think there's some anxiety. You know, people want to put San Francisco in a really positive light. And there's some excitement that comes with that, too, right? It's it's a really big opportunity for San Francisco to, you know, show everything that it's capable of, of being and, and providing. The city has been advertising this event on bus stops and billboards, doing door-to-door outreach to businesses and residents in the high-security zone areas. So, you know, let's just say it's really hard to not know that APEC is happening in San Francisco right now if, if you live or work here. Coming up, what San Francisco is doing to try and impress its visitors. Stay with us. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. It clearly is a really big deal that San Francisco is holding this. I mean, these adjustments being made to the city are, I think, a clear indication of that. But I think there is also, of course, the this bigger question of the city's image here. Uh, London Breed is up for re-election next year. So how has the city been preparing for APEC on this front? London Breed really wants to say, hey, Come to our city, do business here, visit us. A successful APEC, what it looks like for me is that um, everyone is able to do what they intend to do in a safe way. And she actually talked about this recently on KQED Forum. Whether it's the folks who are attending the CEO Summit and the various events, going to our restaurants, shopping in our various shopping areas, it's not just about APEC. It's about our communities. It's about the money that conventions and tourism generates to help support this population. So San Francisco has been raising millions of dollars over the last few months from companies like Apple. Actually, one of the biggest donors was a casino in the North Bay. With that money, San Francisco has been really just trying to get prepared for this event. The city has really cleaned up uh, UN Plaza. I walked through there yesterday and and there's a new skate park and some new greenery that's been out there. So, you know, of course, I think Breed wants this to be a safe and, you know, 
politically successful event as a place where, you know, San Francisco can say, look, we can host these types of of events and, and we can really be a global city. But, you know, also really hoping to put San Francisco in a better light than it's been recently. What has this meant for homelessness? That is such a huge part of the image that San Francisco has really been known for. So what does this mean for for folks on the streets? So the city started doing outreach around APEC and, you know, homelessness in the areas around these venues weeks, if not months ago. What I have been told by city officials is that the vicinity around the conference, so the areas near Moscone Center and Knob Hill, um, are definitely going to be prioritized. And so, you know, there's kind of this big elephant in the room because San Francisco also has a lack of shelter beds and and housing overall for people who need it. There's probably going to be some relief there because we're getting into the winter months and the city will be opening up some of its winter shelter beds that usually only come online when the weather gets colder. And that means that there's going to be a little over 300 more shelter beds that are open. But that's still such a drop in in the bucket. And there's going to be a lot of back and forth over priorities should a bed be prioritized for someone who is, you know, sleeping right outside a conference venue? Or should it be for someone who's been on the wait list already waiting for a spot in a shelter for potentially days? You know, I just looked at the city's online shelter wait list, and it has over 400 people on it. What does this mean for sweeps then? Has that been happening already in some of these areas where APEC is going to happen? Yes, they, they have been asking people to move. I was walking around Soma kind of in the area where the conference is going to be. And I actually ended up talking to two people. Their names are Taj and Matt, and they've been sleeping rough outside in that area for several weeks. And they told me that a week ago they were sleeping in an alley under the 80 freeway overpass. And they were woken up by a team of street crews, police, public works, asking them to move. Matt told me that he heard that Biden was going to be coming into town and that it was going to be near the area that they had been staying in. And they didn't receive an offer for a shelter. That's what they told me. And and the city is required to offer that when it does these types of resolutions. So it's, it's complicated because the city is also right now facing this lawsuit over how it handles homelessness and particularly how it treats people during uh, encampment clearings. But I asked, what are you guys going to do now? You know, the conference is a week away and they're still in kind of the area that they've been staying at. And Taj just said they don't know and they're just trying to stay anywhere that they won't get harassed. I mean, city leaders seem really concerned about making sure that APEC goes well. Do you think that whatever happens next week is going to affect the city's image at all? I do. I think that what happens next week is important. 
I think that the stories that come out of it and the stories that we tell ourselves about it is going to have an impact. But I also think we've seen, you know, this pendulum swing back and forth a lot over the years, for decades even. And in many ways, San Francisco has always represented a little bit more than what it actually is as a, quote, progressive city, in, in my view. So I think the real question is whether the city will be able to keep up the positive image if it is able to achieve that next week. I think that's a big question here. Like, are things just going to kind of revert back to the way they were before APEC and before all these heads of state came to San Francisco, like once APEC is over? I think that's a big question on people's minds. It is. And it's definitely on my mind, too. You know, that was on Taj and and Matt's mind, too. You know, the flip side to that I, I did hear was that these types of events show what the city can do. It shows that the city can really make San Francisco look great and it can open up more, you know, shelter beds and these differing agencies can be mobilized. But the the will and the resources to give actual long-term solutions to these problems that are going to exist well beyond APEC, I think that's where a lot of the the disappointment has sunk in. But really, you know, that's one of those things that we'll have to see once it happens. Well, Sydney, uh, I guess we'll be watching what happens next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you. That was Sydney Johnson, a reporter for KQED. Again, APEC takes place in downtown San Francisco this Saturday through next Friday. You can sign up to get alerts about APEC-related disruptions by texting APEC2023 to 888-777. That's APEC2023 to 888-777. We'll also leave you a link to the city's guide on how to prepare for street closures, transit impact, all that jazz in our show notes. This 30-minute conversation with Sydney was cut down and edited by producer Maria Esquinka. Alan Montecilio is our senior editor. He scored this episode and added all the tape. Shout out as well to the rest of our podcast squad here at KQED. That's Jen Chien, our director of podcasts. Katie Springer, our podcast operations manager. Cesar Saldana, our podcast engagement producer. Maha Sanad, our podcast engagement intern. And Holly Kernan, our chief content officer. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. Peace. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 